Welcome to Fans Assemble, where we come together to talk about all the things we fan over, like comic books, movies, sports, or anything else that we love. We hope you enjoy the show. Back to the Fans Assemble podcast. Unfortunately, the usual host with a much more soothing voice than mine ate some bad sushi and wasn't able to make it tonight. Um, but luckily tonight, I, Michael, will be joined by my good friend, Sebastian, and we're going to be taking on a whole new world of entertainment and discussing some of our favorite things going on currently in the NFL. Today, we're going to be focusing a little bit just solely on the AFC East division, where as an I'm a Jets fan, my friend is a Dolphins fan, we're kind of going to hit the main talk points within the division. So, to get started. You know, obviously, the big one of the big major storylines of this NFL season has been the concussions of Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, there was a scary scene on the field in Cincinnati. He had to be stretched off. He suffered a, a second concussion within a couple of days. It was um, very, very concerning. Able to get back on the field, um, and the Dolphins won on Sunday Night Football. So I want to ask you, Sebastian. As a Dolphins fan, how do you feel about your team's handling of this whole Tua situation? Well, for starters, we he only got really one concussion. Let's make that clear. The, the first one was uh, a back problem. Um, a lot of people disagree with it, but we see what happens there. Obviously, he came and it, it bit us back on the on the next game. We lost um, Teddy, what it looked like a regular sack. There wasn't even a stumble on it. But, again, Tua needs to take better care of himself. And the last game, third down, he just goes and lowers his shoulder to try to get, you know, an extra half a yard. Um, he Through his whole career, he's been, you know, he gets banged up and gets hurt too often. So I think he really needs to start you know, just sliding a lot earlier, just getting rid of the ball so we can have a chance. I mean, it reflects on the record of the team. They're 4-0 with him. They're 0-3 without him. So we need him. Um, not even Teddy could move the, the offense with Waddle and, and Hill. So it's it's very important that they keep him, you know, clean. Um, and he doesn't, you know, go head first into linebackers because he's going to die if he continue, continues to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the last thing you want to see is him get hurt again. I was kind of nervous watching Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. Um, fortunately, he got out of that game unharmed and hopefully um, continues to stay healthy. Um, it was an interesting take to see you say that you, know, you felt that going back to the initial injury, um, you didn't seem to put much blame on the Dolphins' medical evaluations. Is that a common consensus among Dolphins fans, or is that kind of just like a, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is attitude and kind of move forward? You got to remember, about it. Dolphins fans have been waiting for a quarterback for the longest time, and yes, they want to protect them, but at the same time, you know, like it has always been throughout the league, that decision is not up to the head coach; it's between the medical staff. And the person, uh, the the doctor appointed by the NFL, if they gave it the green light, you know, it, it is what it is at that point. Um, maybe two as a hell of an actor, better than he's a quarterback, and he fooled two doctors, and he went out there. And the next play, if I'm if 
I don't if I remember correctly, he throws like a thirty yard dart to Waddle, splits both the safeties, and he looked like he was okay. I mean, a lot of times when you see a player going a concussion, they'll look lost. You know, just they just out of place how he looked when he first got up. He they would continue to look like that. In this case, he seemed that he was there mentally. He wasn't making mistakes. He still looked like himself. Um, but again, you know, things went south, obviously, the next game, and he gets knocked out pretty much right away. And this time does happen to be a concussion. Um, obviously, they changed the rules now. Let's And let's see what happens from there on out. Just the bottom line, too, it just needs to stop taking hits. He holds on to the ball too, too much. And just get rid of the ball quick like you've been doing, and he'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy as a player from my experience. I mean, I didn't play at the highest level, but my experience as a player was it's very easy to hide concussions and play through them because at the end of the day, a lot of it's internal. It's not visible. Now there's that whole controversy over stumbling and what he showed on the field. Um, but, you know, a lot of those things might be very quick and easily missed or dismissed. Um so it's kind of, you know, business is business in the NFL. These guys are paid a lot of money to play and perform and show up. And they were playing their division rival who looked absolutely unstoppable. He comes back and you know, stays in the game. They win the game. Um, you know, so it, it was a kind of ruthlessly pragmatic decision to keep him in that game and then come out and play him against the defending AFC champs on Thursday night. But at this point, this is kind of all in the past. You move forward. And you hope that he just stays healthy, for, you know. And I think all people, all fans of the league, external observers of the league, all just want to make sure that he is safe, and you know we don't see a third uh, injury happen. So you know now it's about moving forward. You know they, it was an ugly Sunday night game against the Steelers. You know um, they kind of got away. You know, unfortunately, they dropped some turnovers, you know, some interceptions. You know, Miami's able to win. But now you're looking ahead, right? And you know, I took a look at the next couple of games. It's pretty smooth for the Dolphins. It's the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans, the next four games. So, you know, they're in a position to rebound. Um, do you think that they'll be able to kind of navigate this easy schedule? Um, and I say that loosely, you know, it's the NFL, anyone can win. But uh, do you think they're in position to get back to form? Or do you think they're going to struggle? I mean, I wouldn't label it as easy games you have the next two games are on the road and then you have two back at home I, I'm i confident that they will win those games against the Browns and the Texans here between the Lions and the Bears um, the Lions you know they have a terrible record 1-5 but they're not a bad team it's not a team that's quit they're still playing hard for their coach it's just unfortunate that they're just, you know, they don't have all the players, but they're going to play you hard and you're on the road. It, the coach used to be, you know, be the, the coach of the Dolphins for a short period of time. But so there's that, you know, the players want to do it for the coach kind of thing. Um, if they do win the game, I think it will be a tie game. I think the line is like three and a half points. So it's not even like they're super favorites on the road. You know, it's very, very split even, I would say. Um and from there, it's just, you know, one at a, one at a time. And you got to go see the Bears. They're coming out of a good win, too. You know, they're three and four right now. Um, as long as I think if they can go three and one, stay healthy, they, they'll, they'll be able to, to, you know, solidify themselves as one of the better teams, at least top four, top five. Um, 
Obviously, the Jets have something to say about that as well. They've been playing amazing ever since they beat the Dolphins. And yeah, I mean that's that's, that's, that's pretty much. You gotta go. You gotta go through those games. Try to go three and one. Still one on the road and protect your house like they've been doing. And I yeah, think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think this stretch of games is about um, Dolphins defensively, and it's about what offense to show up for these teams. Because it's like Lions started off competitive in every game, and now their offense is just totally sputtered. Goff's not getting the ball downfield. Alvin Ross St. Brown's been getting hurt. Um, you know, Dondre Swift, the, you know, their premier running back has suffered some injuries. So their offense kind of sputtered. Um, so if their offense doesn't resurge, it should be a game you're able to win. You know, Chicago ups and downs on offense. You know, that's been the case for years now for them. The Browns, same situation. You know, they got Chicago upset. Um, they've got a lot of talented players out there. You know, uh, Chubb, and, and they got a great offensive line, and Cooper, and Peoples Jones, and, you know, but uh, really inconsistent. The same thing with the Texans, just, you know, with Davis Mills, and they got a lot of young offensive skill players, Damon Pierce, Nico Collins, but. Like I said, do they show up and have, you know, a day where they only put up 10 points or they come out and rebound? So it's really just if the Dolphins show up defensively, stay disciplined, adhere to their schemes and, and get after those quarterbacks. Um, they should I be mean, in good shape. I, I think that they're, they're – as long as Tua stays healthy, I think that they're in position. Um, really big nope. thing is obviously, you know, Waddle's been playing through injuries. Um you know, so managing that, you know, how much he can put into these games because he hasn't had, like, he's been serviceable, but, you know, he obviously isn't what he was in, like, first. He's, I think he's number four in total receiving yards right now. If I'm not mistaken, in the NFL, I think he's done good. He's had a couple games that have been perfect. He, he had a bounce-back game Sunday night, but, you know, uh, he's had a piling up of injuries. So, you know, you obviously need him to manage him and ensure he stays Healthy. I mean, Tyreek Hill is just an animal. So, you know, if they get him downfield for almost 200 yards, like he's been doing a game, you know, and they play good defense, they do their thing, they should be able to get right back into detention. I um, think so, at I the end of I, the Dolphins are gonna have are gonna have to score a lot of points. Half their secondary is gone. Brandon Jones just went on, on IR, and he's been a stud for them. So now you have, you know, you have saving Howard. Ibanagani, which he has terrible games with them at the end, always redeems himself. And um, that's pretty much everybody else has been, you know, hurt. So I think, yeah, they're probably going to be giving up anywhere between 21 and 24 points. I think in the last few games, they got to score more than 16 points if they want to win in the NFL. Scoring 16 points and not field goal and just a bunch of field goals is not going to, it's not going to cut it. So Tua just needs to let it rip, get get rid of it fast and, and try to hit him over the top. These teams, obviously, they give up big plays. So the Dolphins got to take full advantage. I think if the Dolphins score anywhere under, you know, 24 points, they're, they're taking a few L's on the road, and the whole season could derail very, very fast. Yeah, I, I think those are, are good points. Um, and I think on that's a perfect note um, to move along to the other teams in the divisions because I think they're all going through similar struggles with injuries and inconsistent offense. Yeah, you have you have the Jets. Um, you guys just lost your running back, which is you know hate to see that. Um, but you're five and two. You're second in the division. That's insane to think of, considering you, everybody had written them off after week one, and. Um, 
tell me a little bit more. What do, what do you think? How do you think this this Jets defense is is gonna hold up? How do you think this offense is gonna keep going? And what do you think for the next four games? Are they gonna continue their winning ways, or you think now they they might come a little bit back down to earth? Well, the whole thing I've been saying, and this has been since the Dolphins game, because there was that point in the Dolphins game where it was close and they were staying in it. Tyreek was going off. It was 19-17, and they ended up running away with it. Same thing in the Green Bay game. You know, it was tight. It was ugly, and they ended up pulling away. Zach put together a nice drive. They scored. Um, the Denver game was going well. Breeze gets hurt. Um, Tragically, which is just because he was so good. I mean, they just haven't had a running back like that in such a long time. Um, just someone so explosive and well-rounded. Um, probably, you know, they had LT and going back all the way to Curtis Martin. But um, it's a tough situation. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you've already – some people didn't expect them to win five games for the whole season. They're already there. Um, I think the big problem now for the Jets is, you know, they made this big trade. Right, they go and get James Robinson, who was disgruntled in Jacksonville. Coach Doug Peterson obviously had more interest in in having ETN, you know, Trevor Lawrence's college teammate, be the premier back. Um, James Robinson had like a down year in his second year in the NFL after a really, really good rookie year as an undrafted free agent. Um, so Jets go out and they make this trade. It, it shocked me. I, I I was expecting them to go after maybe someone like Kareem Hunt. Or, or someone um, more along those lines rather than um, I didn't envision them trading for James Robinson, and it, and it kind of took me by surprise. Um, and the reason why I think this could be a, a game-changing you know, move to kind of um, – not that you can ever truly replace an individual, but you know, James Robinson's in a position where he's playing for his future in the NFL. Um, obviously, he's an undrafted free agent. His initial contract was short and for not – you know, a lot of money. So he's in a position where he needs to try and play to earn himself a contract, and he's got a chip on his shoulder um, to produce and kind of, you know, stick it to the Jags and say, you should have kept me. You know, you had faith on me two years ago, and you gave up, and now you're going to regret it. For the, you know, everybody loves a good revenge game. Right. So, you know, he's in that <laughs> position to do that, and I think it should work out. I mean, I don't know if he'll be as good as Brees was in that stretch of games, but um, this – and, you know, obviously, you know, James Robinson, if he does get on the field, the snaps are going to be limited. What he's able to do in the offense is going to be limited. But I think this whole game coming up, right, and they've got the Patriots. And this is the first time in a while, a very, very long time, that the Jets are going into a game with the Patriots where they have momentum. And in regardless of all the injuries they face on the offense, line to brief Paul, the Jets have a lot more stability and they have a lot more fire in their belly than the New England Patriots. And, you know, so the Jets are, and the Jets are in a tricky situation schedule-wise because they, they've got to face their demons, their past demons in the Patriots, and they've got to do it shorthanded with a young quarterback who we all know, Bill Belichick loves to torture young Jets quarterbacks. Then they've got Buffalo before their bye. And then after the bye, they're going to have to go to New England again. So this is the time for the Jets to show, are we the same old Jets or can we rise above our adversity like we've been doing the past couple weeks? 
and get the job done and, and show the world, show the league that they're not the same old Jets and the joke is over and they're ready to move forward and, and be a competitive organization that can compete for the playoffs and potentially a championship in the future. I think and, step that's step one it's you guys need to beat the, the Patriots at home. Right. Beat them, beat them, but beat them like the Dolphins beat them at the beginning of the year. Stomp them. That's just to you exercise your, as a team. They gotta exercise your demons and beat the living crap out of Belichick. And then you guys gotta brace for the Bills. I I don't think you guys are there yet. But if you guys steal one from the Bills, I think then the Jets are are, are for real and they're, they're legit contenders. That's gonna tell me they lose. You know, well, just being competitive with Buffalo. Exactly, with exactly. Just not get bumped out. Run. I mean, have you seen anybody run through teams the way Buffalo has this year? It's been a while. Like it's it's I crazy. Mean, the it's way un- they're it's unfair. in their offense. Like, <laughs> some of the wins they put together, the opener against the Rams, against Tennessee. Um, you know, we've seen them put some beatings on teams, so they could just be competitive. But obviously, week by week, um, I've been saying amongst all my friends who are Jets fans, all the games that are must win. Like, they went into Green Bay. It wasn't a must-win game. Everyone was against them. They rose above that one. And I know Green Bay is not what Green Bay used to be. But, you know, you're going into these games every week. They're must-win games. They're competitive games. And the team, the players, the coaches, and the fans are loving it. And that's the moment in which players can rise to the case. Um, and obviously, New England's got its vulnerabilities because they've got this whole quarterback situation that's just, quite frankly, a mess for them. Um you know, Mac Jones, unfortunately, suffered the ankle injury, and he was struggling, throwing interceptions. The offense is led by, you know, defensive court, former defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, former special teams coordinator, Joe Judge. They're calling the offense. It's, it's, it's strange and unorthodox up there in New England, um, and they're trying to challenge the orthodoxies and stick to their guys and that they know. Um, and Mac Jones had his struggles, got hurt. Bailey Zappi comes in, looks really good. And then he kind of, uh, you know, the, uh, the train came off the tracks in that game against Chicago. Mac Jones looked terrible to open the game. Zappy comes in, lights it up, and then falls apart. So it's like, what offense are we getting from the Patriots this weekend? And that's really the key. Like, I trust them defensively, especially the record in, in you know, in the last few uh, last two decades with New England against the Jets, but. Um, you know, you're very, you know, you lack the confidence to go against New England and say, like, Zach Wilson needs to avoid turning the ball over. He needs to avoid getting absolutely crushed behind this porous, you know, banged up offensive line. Um, but if New England doesn't show up on offense and Mac Jones is terrible and Bailey Zappi's terrible going up against this really, really electric Jets defense with great corners and DJ Reed and the rookie Sauce Gardner. Um, defensive line that gets after you, that's hungry. Linebackers, Quan Alexander, C.J. Mosley. I mean, it's a good defense. And if the Patriots come out just flat offensively, the Jets will be in the football game. And it's just a matter of, you know, it's really hard to tell. And I think the Jets are going to have to take risks against New England and have confidence in Zach Wilson. And they're going to have to get you know, they had the controversy with Eli Moore as well, where he was upset about his amount of targets on the field. And a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just celebrate the fact that the team's winning? And then, you know, but his team has his back. Sal, Zach Wilson, they didn't throw him under the bus. They didn't trade him. 
he's supposed to play. So, you know, all eyes are on him in this game. Like, how does he bounce back from this situation? You know, and, and I'm curious, like, are the Jets going to try and air it out? Are they going to try and, and take some risk downfield and say, we dare you to stop us, Bill? Because that would really be a change in the Jets' culture, right, to not be afraid of the Patriots for once, right? I mean, I, I expect you guys – I mean, that, that stadium is going to be rocking. You already know that. You mean, right, you guys, because there's so much enthusiasm and optimism. Exactly, exactly. I think, I think you guys are – the, the crowd is going to be into it. I think you guys run away with it. I mean, I really see it. It's, it's one of those statement games. The Jets are obviously way better team, more motivated team. Everybody's hungry, something to prove. What better way to beat up your old bully, you know? Even though it's not the same guy, you know, in, at center, but you're still gonna. I think the Jets just run away with the game and, and and make a statement. And I think I don't think there's gonna be much change in the standings, at least for the top three teams. I think the Bills are gonna win, the Jets are gonna win, and I, hopefully the Dolphins are gonna win, and uh, we'll be in the same position um, heading into into the the week after that. And and we'll be back here again, <laughs> going over to see to see where we shape up. Hopefully, you know the team stay healthy. Not, nobody suffers any more injuries that they already had. Dolphins seem to have lost a player to IR every freaking week since the season started. You guys just suffer a major blow. Um, you know, if well, the Bills the Bills have been pretty healthy for the most part, and the Patriots too. I mean, Mac Jones has was out for a little bit there. Um, but I think we'll be in the same the, – the standings are going to be the same at the end of the week. And, um, and you know, hopefully they're fun games. You know, I'm, I'm actually, for the first time ever, going to root for the Jets. I'm, I like the team. I've been talking to you about them. I, I like the, the culture that, you know, the, you've guys gone through the same pains we've gone through for the last 20 years. It's, you know, you guys – I know you guys went to the AFC Championship with Rex Ryan. That was, you know, a couple of crazy years for you guys. But in recent history, we've – gotten beat down so I'm, I'm rooting for Miami and the Jets obviously to continue momentum and building and and challenging the the Buffalo Bills because I mean if if anything's going to help us get better having to play that monster of a team twice a year it, it can't hurt it's just going to make us better because you you to be to win the cha- the Super Bowl is going to go through the Bills at least for the next five years I would say yeah I, I think you know Buffalo is the big bad elephant in the room. You can't ignore them. You have to worry um, about how good they are. You know, just as the Patriots kind of became human again, um, Buffalo's risen as this new power on the block. So, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, this Jets-Patriots game is really like a make-or-break game for both teams because I think this will dictate how the rest of their seasons go. Right. If the Jets come out and they beat the Patriots, and especially if they do it handedly, it's going to give them momentum to push forward and potentially make a run at the playoffs because there's winnable games down the line. It'll be tough, but there's a lot of games they can win down the line. Um, so it starts here. And that will pretty much be the nail in New England's coffin. Because even like last year, right, they spanked the Jets. 2020, they spanked the Jets. Like, you know, even when they had their down years, they took care of business against the Jets. So it's one of those things, like, if those tables turn on them, it's kind of really like, okay, now how do you recover? Mac Jones comes out and it's terrible again, and they have to go to Zappy again. I mean, and that doesn't work out. Like, they're they're in some serious trouble, and they've got a lot of things. Um, 
so you know, obviously we you know we discussed Buffalo a little bit. I just want to you know before we wrap up going forward. I mean, for this season, do you think Buffalo is inevitable for this season, or do you think that right now it's just they've caught some teams at their weak points, and the game with the Chiefs kind of showed, you know, they're not totally you know Miami beat them right. Do you think they're kind of inevitable? Are they your Super Bowl favorite, or do you think that I mean, they're? Um, you think that there's someone else, either you know, Chiefs or someone in the NFC? How do you I feel? Mean, they're definitely the favorites. I don't really see anybody. I mean, they went to Arrowhead and put a beat down on the Chiefs. Um, that was pretty much saying we're we're the top guys here. I think Philadelphia couldn't challenge them. I think they're frauds, to be honest with you. The Giants, another team that I don't, I don't see anybody really in the NFC doing anything that can beat the Bills. I think the the only teams that can stand up to the Bills right now are gonna be Baltimore if they're on their A game, and the Chiefs. I mean, I think obviously the Jets can beat them. Miami can clearly beat them. The Bengals can beat them. The Chargers can beat them, but they need to play the games of their lives to beat them. The Bills can beat any of those teams playing okay. That's that's going to be the main thing. But, you know, Buffalo likes to drop the ball at the end of the season. What, anything can happen and injuries can happen. But if the teams remain as they were today, yeah, I think the Bills run away with it and win a Super Bowl. And, and that's it. And the next year, you know, try to beat them again. <laughs> the Chiefs... Uh, will be the only other team that's there. The Chiefs were like the Bills now. A few years ago, they looked unstoppable, and, you know, they started to slow down. Um, Allen, one of his biggest things, it's not affecting him now, but he reminds me of, like, Big Ben, that he likes to get out of the pocket, and, and he'll lower his shoulder, and, you know, he, he gets hit a lot. He's young. He's very strong. Now he can take the beating. How long can he take the beating for? At some point, I think it will take a toll on him, and that can change the offense, even though he has a rocket arm. But part of his game is being able to extend the plays. So as long as he can continue to do that, um, they're a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I don't I don't really see any team having that type of, of monster offense right now. I don't see anybody that close to him except from the Chiefs. Yeah, it, it's one of those situations, you know, and I want to say, like, anytime you see, like, a quarterback doing hurdles on the field, obviously you're in awe about the, about the athleticism, but you're always so gasp and hold your breath, like, oh, my God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it just seems like the Bills and Chiefs, offensively, the way they can just throw the ball down the field at will against teams, um, they kind of just seem like they're kind of ahead of everyone else. You know, the beauty of the NFL of sport and competition is that it's a fight every time you step out there every week, you know, there's a lot to watch and there's a lot to look forward to and see how things go down. It's going to be one heck of a ride for the rest of the year. I just want to thank you, Sebastian, for joining us and thank everyone who listened. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you were listening to, please subscribe to Fans Assemble. And if you can, please give us a rating. Do it for the audio world. They need you. Thank you.